Are you feeling stuck in a career rut? Do you feel like you've lost the passion you once had for your career or your job? Are you getting bogged down in the daily grind and feel like there must be more to life? If so, join me, Jen Swanson, for an honest discussion about career burnout and how to reclaim your purpose, rediscover your passions, and bring more joy to the next phase of your life. In this short series, we'll explore strategies for overcoming career burnout and how to find meaning and fulfillment in your professional life. We'll discuss the importance of taking risks, developing healthy habits, and how to stay inspired in the face of adversity. We'll also discuss how to create a life of balance, passion, and purpose so that you can feel re-energized and excited about the future. Please note I am not a medical professional and this podcast is in no way intended to replace medical advice. If you are suffering from burnout, anxiety, or depression, please contact your healthcare provider for your best treatment options. If you are worried you are headed towards burnout but aren't all the way there yet, however, stay tuned and let's get you turned around and headed in the right direction right now. the differences between a sign and a symptom? Because they are different. A sign is something that you can see or better yet that a doctor can objectively see like a rash or a temperature reading on a thermometer or something that can be measured. A symptom is something subjective, something that can't be seen or measured by someone else but that is experienced by a person like a headache or a dizzy sensation or, or fatigue. There, maybe you've learned something already and we've just gotten started. Welcome back to this podcast called Career Burnout, How to Live the Second Half of Your Life with Purpose. This is episode number two. I'm Jen Swanson and I am delighted that you are here with me today as we continue to do a deep dive into how to define and describe what burnout is so that you can recognize it in yourself and in others. Now, one of the questions I've been asked is whether or not I've experienced career burnout myself. And the answer is no, I have not experienced full-on burnout like my husband has, as I mentioned in the first episode. But I think there are a couple of good reasons for that. Firstly, um, it, I have known and I have been on the lookout for signs and symptoms of burnout for a long, long time. And I've put some systems in place so that even when my plate is really, really full and I feel overwhelmed and like I might be starting to head down that path, I have been able to stop and do something about it. Things that we are going to talk about more in the next episode. And and that's one of the reasons why. The second reason, I think, is that I've had a few careers now over the years, and I have managed to pivot. I've managed to shift, to learn, and to move into situations that are completely new, even within the same career path. And so I haven't felt as stuck as some of you might be feeling, or or as frustrated, even though some of the situations have certainly not been the best. 
And so what I'm hoping for you with this podcast series is that you too will learn to recognize the signs and the symptoms of burnout long before you are anywhere near being burned out yourself so that you will never fully experience what it's like because I don't wish that on anyone. (laughs) So So today I want to talk to you about the warning signs of burnout and to offer you ways that you can recognize career burnout in yourself and in others. And I promise that not every episode of this podcast is going to be a list. (laughs) I know the last one had a list of um, why burnout happens to people and we, we shared something like 12 uh, reasons for career burnout. And and so today I am going to be giving you some uh, warning signs of burnout. And again, it is a list. Actually, I've got a couple of lists today. Um, but I promise you that not all the episodes will be lists. <laughs> but I, we just want to establish in the first couple of episodes, the reason for it and how to tell if you're heading down that uh, road or if you're you're overwhelmed to the point where you're you're moving into the next phase which will be burnout and um i want to share these these warning signs with you and then we're going to start moving into what you can do about it and then how you can get to the place where you're living your life with purpose and where you're doing things that feel good and don't feel like you're stuck. So that's the aim of this. So, all right, I have 13 warning signs of burnout for you. And, um, and then I've got something else too to talk to you about. So these symptoms and signs are things that you might be feeling, or you might be able to see in your body, or someone else might be able to see. And these, you won't necessarily have all of them. You might have some of them. And burnout will manifest itself or overwhelm will manifest itself differently in different people. So some of these may apply, some may not. The first one is exhaustion. If you're constantly feeling tired, drained, unmotivated, exhaustion might be a sign of burnout. You might be having trouble sleeping. You may find that you are not able to focus on tasks the way you're used to. You just feel tired. Even for things that are fun, you might feel like it's too much work to to put in the effort. So that's a big one is exhaustion. The second one is a negative attitude. If you've become pessimistic and cynical or more pessimistic and cynical than even is normal for yourself but particularly about your job and your career it's a sign that you may be headed for burnout you might find yourself complaining about work more you might be becoming increasingly critical of your own performance or the performance of other people that you work with you might be cranky you might be pickier about things that people are doing. Um, Those are all warning signs that something's not sitting well with you. Something's not quite 
right. And come back to that a little bit when we talk about recognizing uh, burnout in others as well, because sometimes you'll recognize it in someone else before you recognize it in yourself or others will recognize it in you before you do kind of thing. The third thing is loss of interest. You may have lost interest in activities that once excited you or made you feel fulfilled. Hobbies, things that you enjoyed doing, stop being enjoyable. Um, this could be a sign that you're feeling overwhelmed, that you're unmotivated at work. There might be things that you really enjoyed about your work that you no longer find interesting at all and everything feels like a heavy load, feels like work. Number four is detachment, feeling unattached to the outcomes, feeling outside of what is going on at work or at home when you you don't feel invested anymore. Uh, your eye care level is really low. Um, that's detachment and that is definitely a warning sign. The fifth one is lack of motivation. No, as, as my grandmother would say, no gumption. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. If anybody knows, let me know. But she would say no gumption. It's such, such a funny word. Um, no get up and go, right? You just don't feel motivated. These are kind of related. The, the detachment, the loss of interest, the lack of motivation. Um, these are all kind of uh, connected and go hand in hand sometimes. The sixth thing that might be a warning sign or a symptom are the physical symptoms. Uh, burnout can cause physical symptoms such as headaches, chest pain, nausea. If you're feeling more physically unwell than usual, it might be a sign that you're suffering from career burnout. It might be something else. So I always recommend that you go get these things checked out, especially chest pain. Sometimes chest pain is uh, stress and panic attacks, but not always. So you want to make sure that you're getting a professional to take a look at it. But if they find that there is nothing showing up on in any of the tests, then it may well be that you're suffering from, uh, from burnout. Number seven is low job satisfaction. Feeling like what you're doing doesn't matter, that your work is no fun, that you're not getting anything out of it anymore. That is uh, definitely a sign. And um, that, that is often when I see people, when they're not enjoying what they're doing, there's zero satisfaction in the work that they are doing, even if it's something that they chose to do at one point in their lives. And they, they feel that they're stuck. They feel that they're bored. They feel that they don't care about this work anymore. And they're not feeling as useful or as purposeful as they could. And that's often when I see people in my coaching practice is they're looking for something very different than what they've been doing. And so we start working on that. So low job satisfaction. The eighth thing is a decrease in productivity. If you're not feeling it, if you're bored and you're uninterested in what you're doing, then of course your productivity is going to decrease. This could get you in trouble with your managers. It could get you in trouble with clients and customers. It is definitely not good for the bottom line. If, you, uh, if your productivity decreases, um, if you find you're procrastinating, um, all of this goes hand in hand. The ninth thing is poor performance. And yes, if your productivity decreases and it's noticeable, then you could have a poor performance 
you could be doing your job poorly. And I don't have you ever seen someone in a work situation who just didn't care? <laughs> oh, there are so many stories like that when you can tell that somebody just doesn't care about the work that they're doing. And or they seem to be maybe cruising to retirement. Uh, they're doing the very bare minimum. I worked in the hospital for 23 years. And one of the the stories that comes to mind is this nurse who I knew was just waiting to retire. And the sad thing was that she was so blatant about the fact that she didn't care anymore, that she didn't seem to care who noticed. And I remember we were working on uh, on palliative care. And that's a very emotional place to work, right? It's end-of-life care for people who have uh, terminal illness and who are going to die uh, very often there. And so... I, I was working at the desk and the nurse was at the desk and she was actually playing solitaire on the computer. I could see what she was doing. And a family member came to the other side of the desk and the family member was distraught and said, I think uh, my, I don't know if it was her husband or who it was, but I think my loved one is dying. And she's tears. She's got tears coming down her face. And the nurse was sitting there, did not even look up from her game. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I, you know, got some Kleenex and I came over and I'm trying to be professional. Um, and so I wasn't going to call the nurse out on the fact that she was playing solitaire. But I said to this woman, I said, the nurse will come and be right with you as soon as she's finished what she's doing. Because I didn't you know, I, I wanted to assure her that someone would come. I couldn't help her <laughs> in my role as the person doing all of the paperwork. Otherwise, I would have gone with her. Uh, but that wasn't my role. And um, so after the woman went off back to the room to be with her loved one, I just turned and I looked at the nurse. I said, are you going to go? And she says, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, but she just had that, that, her entire being was dripping with, I don't care. And I thought, that is terrible. That is a terrible attitude to have when you're working in this kind of a situation, in this kind of a setting. And it always stuck with me. But the more I think about it, the more that perhaps she was actually already burned out and was needing some help herself because she wasn't able to engage. And I am pretty sure that most people who go into the nursing profession go in because they care about people, right? Not everybody, but pretty much almost everybody. And and the nurses that I worked with for years and years and years, the majority of them were kind, caring, compassionate, wonderful people. And every once in a while, you ran across somebody who wasn't so much. And and this particular instance has never left my mind because, um, because it was really frustrating for those who were working with this person. So it your poor performance affects those around you and affects your clients and affects everyone. And um, 
I don't know. I may have had a conversation with her. Uh, the 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 me of now, <laughs> who knows a little better, is a bit more mature and uh, less afraid <laughs> to speak out. May have said something differently to her than I did at the time, but uh, but my former self was a little bit meeker and uh, and less capable of speaking up. But I I think uh, in the end. The family member got looked after, so don't worry about that. It was frustrating in the moment, for sure. All right, the 10th thing in my list of 13 is isolation. Feeling isolated and disconnected from colleagues is another sign of burnout. You may be avoiding social activities. You might be avoiding conversations at work. You might be not wanting to have the small chat you know, small talk in the lunchroom or whatever, you might start to feel that you're not part of the group, part of the team. And that's uh, a common warning sign. Increased absenteeism. Your immune system is actually low when you're stressed and when you're heading to burnout and you can get sick more frequently. And you might also just feel like you don't want to go in and and you want to stay in bed and not do anything, which could could be a sign of burnout, could be a sign of depression. And and these are very serious warning signs to be paying attention to. So increased absenteeism, very possible. Number 12 is increased stress levels, which again can have physical ramifications and lead to uh, physical illness, can lead to mental illness and, and being unwell on every level. And then the 13th thing is unhealthy habits. So uh, drinking too much alcohol, smoking, uh, doing things to dull the pain or to liven up the living or to try to. And so those can, that can be things, um, anything that leads to uh, unhealthy habits. So if you're feeling any of these warning signs, it's important to take steps to protect your well-being and to see a healthcare professional. Career burnout is a serious issue and should not be ignored. Um, and and those are there may be more. Those are thirteen of the of the things that I've got listed here. Now, tips for recognizing career burnout in yourself and others. So you may already, having listened to these two episodes now. You may already have recognized some of these in yourself, uh, in yourself, and I assume there's a reason that you're listening to this podcast. And and if that's true, if if you have recognized some of these in yourself, good for you, <laughs> because recognizing the signs and symptoms is the very very first step in doing anything about it, right? And you have to diagnose. And I'm not diagnosing you, but you have to, you know, head down the right direction of diagnosis before you can do anything about it. And so seeing yourself in any, with any of these signs and symptoms is a good first step. Now I have some notes about seeing burnout in other people. I've got seven things that you might notice, and some of them are a repeat of what I've just said. So um, the first one would be, if this is this is if you're um, looking at people around you in your, your family, in your co-workers, your colleagues, your loved ones, etc. Um, so the first one is a, a declining performance. One of the first signs of burnout is a noticeable drop in performance at work. If somebody has consistently been a high performer, um, and then starts 
well, you know, sometimes it's little, little things like missing deadlines or making more mistakes than usual or forgetting things or missing meetings or, or whatever. It may be a sign that they're experiencing um, stress, overwhelm, and burnout. So uh, if it's a noticeable change in performance, that is sometimes one of the first signs. And Ah, you know, there might be other things going on in a person's life. So we can't automatically label people, run around labeling people. That's not up to us. But it's uh, it's something that depending on who it is and what your role is with that other person, it might be something to uh, to bring up at some point. Uh, you know, I've, I've noticed that you're having a bit of a, a rough time. Is there anything you'd like to talk about would be a way to broach the subject without calling them out on their poor performance, right? You gotta be kind because somebody who's burned out is uh, is having a hard time. Somebody who's feeling overwhelmed is having a hard time and we don't want to heap more uh, blame or shame on top of them. But inviting a conversation is uh, is often a way to, to start helping the other person, right? The second thing that you might notice is low motivation. So as as I said earlier, burnout can cause uh, you to lose your motivation. Um, if you notice that somebody's enthusiasm isn't what it used to be, if their excitement for their work isn't there, if somebody's usually eager to take on new tasks and suddenly seems disinterested or seems unenthusiastic, that could be a sign. The third thing is the absenteeism. Again, the increased absenteeism. Burnout can lead to people taking more time off from work without explanation. Uh, If somebody is normally reliable but is suddenly taking more and more days off, it could be definitely a sign that they are struggling. The fourth thing is a negative attitude, right? Uh, Some burnout can lead to people having an increasingly negative attitude towards their job and their colleagues. If somebody's normally upbeat and positive, but has suddenly started to become cranky and snap at others and uh, become cynical and negative, uh, if it's a definite shift in their personality, then that's a sign right there. The fifth thing is unhealthy coping mechanisms. So coping, uh, people can cope with burnout in, in healthy ways and unhealthy ways. And if somebody is, uh, if you notice, is uh, drinking more than usual, engaging in reckless behavior, um, it, it may be uh, a sign that they are struggling. The sixth thing is the physical symptoms again. Uh, fatigue, headaches, other ailments. If somebody is normally healthy and suddenly starts having a lot of illness, uh, that could be a sign. And then social withdrawal. So uh, people who are overwhelmed, who are burned out, can, can, some not always, but can sometimes withdraw from their social circles. If somebody is normally outgoing and gregarious and fun and suddenly has become withdrawn and isolated, then that's a real warning sign. So my hope is that by now, if you've listened to both episodes that are out, uh, episode one, and you're still listening now, that you understand what career burnout is and what it looks like either in yourself or in someone else. And you now know Um, what career burnout can do mentally, physically, 
and emotionally and how serious it is. And next time we're going to talk about what to do about it. And I'll finish Scott's story about his career burnout too, because I said I would. So that's what's coming next. Before we go, I have two announcements. If you haven't downloaded your free gift yet, um, there is a free 10-page guidebook called Living with Purpose, a step-by-step guide. Um, if you haven't gotten that yet, then head over to careersbygenwith2ends.com forward slash purpose to get your free guide today. And this guidebook will help you make the transition from feeling stuck in your current career to finding a life of purpose and meaning. It will provide you with tools and tips and strategies that you need to create a life that you love. And you'll learn how to do things like set goals, explore new interests, create a meaningful daily routine, and find support and community. And this guidebook is, it's short, but it's full of actionable steps and exercises to help you transition into your new life of purpose. It has a little bit of room to write notes, It has some links to where you can find some videos. And so again, it's careersbygen.com forward slash purpose. And then the second thing that I want to mention is that I do have a couple of spaces open in my one-to-one coaching practice. And if you'd be interested in working with me on a one-to-one basis, then you can apply to do so by sending me an email at info at careersbygen.com. That's Jen with two N's, info at careersbygen.com. And put coaching inquiry in the subject line so that I see it, so that it bumps up in my inbox. And then we can see if we are a fit to work together. Coaching is an excellent way to work through feeling stuck quickly and to get yourself onto a better track. And so if that is of interest, then drop me a note. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take good care of you.